This is the theme song. It's Heavy Hitters, episode 17. We're gonna haunt your dreams. I'm Candy, she's Randy. This is the theme song. Season 2, episode 17. I just ruined the camera. I need to clap at the mic. Y'all, we're fancy. We're on video. We are on video, yes. I don't want to post this video either. I don't think we're going to post the video, but it's in existence. It's weird making eye contact with you. We've never seen seen each other podcast before. No, we've never met. (laughs) I met you on Tinder. Sorry. I swiped right. It's our first date. <laughs> first date, I'm nervous. I, I'm like crying. <laughs> wow. Welcome back to the cornfield, motherfuckers. It's another episode of Heavy Hitters. So are you going to tell us a very terrible, horrible, bad, 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 nasty story today? Kind of. It depends. I can't wait. What is your take on terrible, horrible, bad, 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 nasty? Um, some sort of a shithead that has just really fucked somebody over. A lot of somebody's. His name is Shitbox Jack. All right. <laughs> okay. Well. All righty, y'all. So, all right. Well, first off, Miranda, how was your week? <laughs> um, it was okay. How was your two weeks? My couple weeks. Yeah. It's okay. Same. No, I, I I haven't got my car back yet, so that is a little... <laughs> no car for you. Literally, it was like the last time we recorded when you went to drop your car off. Yep, Um, this will be two weeks. Um, Tomorrow's two weeks since I dropped it off to them. So that is awesome. Um, and yeah, so that is my cross to bear this week. <laughs> week. How was your week with parentheses S? <laughs> it was good. We're just busy, 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 busy. Yes, got some stuff going on in my life that I'm not the happiest with, and I'm just trying to like take initiative and change things for the better. As you should. Yeah, and people make that shit sound so fucking easy. You know those like Pinterest fucking positivity quotes. No, it's not. No. You can't just like do. You have no. to. Do this to get to that to get to, you have to do the A to the Z. And I'm like, maybe I have an M right now. There's steps. Yeah. 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 It's not just a, boom. Yeah. It's not a congrats, you did it. No, it's not. But you're doing it. It's like when you're like, hi, I'm depressed. And someone's like, well, have you just tried being happy? I'm cured. I'm cured. Wow. Who would have thought? Thank you so wow. much. Yeah. Or when you're anxious yeah. and they're like, don't worry about it. That's literally all I do. <laughs> that's that's the definition of anxiety. Did you know that? Did you fucking know that? No, you didn't because you're normal. Mm. Yeah. Bitch. Must be nice. Must be fucking nice. Karen. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So, today I've got an illegal. It's like not a murder. There's still death, but, like, what did you expect, you know? Okay. Uh, anywho, anywho, we're going back to the 18th fucking century, to the Spitalfields in London, England. 
To the Spittlefields? Spittlefields. Okay. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, some quick backstory on the Spittlefields because it's a fun word. It's it's, it's called spit. S P A. No. <laughs> okay. Sp- I have migraine brain. I don't know how the words talking goes. That, I understand. <laughs> Didn't mean to fuck that up either. Okay. Spittlefields. S P I T A L fields. All the oh. words. Spittlefields. It sounds okay. like spittle, like. <laughs> yeah. But, um. Okay. So, anyway, some quick backstory. This was located in London's East End. Um, back in the 18, or the 1500s, the Romans made this area home to, like, a large cemetery. So, like, lots of unhappy deads. Um, and then by the 1600s, French Protestant refugees, also known as Huguenots, or Huguenots? 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 Huguenots. Oh, because they're French. Let's go with Huguenots, because I don't know. Okay. Um, it's just it's how I've been saying it in my head this whole time, and I feel like it's going to be really hard to correct myself. <laughs> That's fair. Um, okay. Uh, also known as Huguenots lived here. Um, most of the land was like fields and gardens where the Huguenots used to harvest, um, used the harvest to weave. So it was like not silk. Uh, I wrote down what the vegetable thing. <laughs> I'm, I hate myself. Okay, so they used the harvest to weave and make money, but, like, they were still really poor. So um, London actually raised quite a bit of funds to help end their poverty. So then in the late 17th and into the 18th century, more money seemed to be going through the areas. Um, like, nice homes went up. The silk weaving industry was, like, booming. So it's like we had, like, big farms uh, tenant houses, things like that. So yeah, the Spitalfields became famous for the Spitalfields market that began in uh, 1638. And this was like, you know, kind of like a classic farmer's market. And like, fun fact, that market still happens weekly today. Um, yeah. So like, anyway, let's go back. Um, then the French started having better, cheaper silk and like fucked it all up for the people who lived in the Spitalfields. Cause like I said, this is England. Um, by the early 1800s, there was, like, hardly any work left, and, like, the grand homes of the weavers and the silk workers, um, were, like, turned into slums, and then it turned into, like, multi-party homes, so, like, or multi-family homes, so Mm -hmm. it was, like, you get a room for, like, five people. It was, like, shithole, fucking shithole. Um, so, yeah, the Spittlefields was, uh, at the, by the 19th century, the Spittlefields was known most for its criminal, um, activity, prostitution, workhouses, and, like, vermin. Uh, this was the home of the neighborhood of one of the most, uh, notorious serial killers out there, Jack the Ripper. But we're not talking about that, Jack, today. We're going to go back to, like I said, the 1700s. It's a less shitty time in the Spittlefields where the whites... Uh, and, and a town called White, or not a town, a neighborhood called White's Row, to be exact. White's Row is actually like a road, row, road. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So on March fourth, uh, seventeen o two, John Shepard, also known as Jack Shepard, was born to. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is funny because I spent quite a bit of time, like more time, doing a lot of the research trying to find the name of Jack's parents. Yeah, well, I couldn't find him. I don't, oh. I don't know. Maybe I'm just... He was stupid. born to his ma and his pa. Dude, that's literally what I fucking wrote. Yeah, so he was born... Uh, so he was Jack, born to mom and dad Shepherd. He was... <laughs> Jack was named... Well, John. John, Jack, was named after his dead older brother, John. Who, oh, um, what? Yeah, so that's probably why he went by Jack. 
I feel like that would be really hard to do. Yeah, they were like, oh, we ran out of names. Better make this one the same. Let's think of our uh, child that's no longer alive every time we look at you. Yeah, right. Anyway, so, like, Jack was born, uh, was baptized the day after he was born um, because his parents feared, like, feared infant mortality. So, like, they were worried that um, he was going to die like his brother did, basically. So they were like, maybe if we get him in the hands of God, he'll be alive. Um, Well, that didn't fucking help him anyway. Um, So mom kept him alive. Yeah, so mom and dad Shepard had another son, Thomas, and then a daughter named Mary. They were already a poor family, and, like, things only got worse when dad Shepard died. So, um, don't really remember why he died. I, not, like, okay, no, no, I don't remember. It's just, like, there's not much information. Um, probably of, like, a weird sickness that was going around because, like, that's all that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so two years later, little Mary also, uh, like, passed away. So oh, dad's gone. Yeah, mom, mom Shepard has lost two fucking kids after they were born and and her hubby but anyway so like they basically went to squalor because a mom with no like no job i mean like moms back then in the time all they did was take care of the homes and like so uh mm-hmm. so since mom shepherd had no income she sent the boys to this place called mr garrett's school which is just like a which is exactly like a school Except it was not a school, it was a workhouse. So, Jack was six at the time, and he was probably treated like hell there, and, like, obviously his little brother Thomas probably too, but we don't care about him, this is about Jack. Then he was sent out to be an apprentice. Um, so, like, back in the day, you would just ba- basically, like, your family would cart you off as, a, like, a kid, and, like, they don't, they're like, fuck schooling, you don't know how to read a book, no one gives a shit. Go learn how to fucking make trades. Yeah, go on a trade. So, yeah, Jack got sent out when he was, like, seven or eight. Um, So the person who was tra- training him was, like, actually nice. Um, And he was learning how to make chairs. Um, However, that guy died. Then he got sent to another chair maker. And this guy was, like, a fucking asshole. He treated Jack like shit. Um, And then by the time Jack was ten, his mother went to work for a wool draper named William Kneebone. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, Patella. Patella. William Patella. Um, William offered Jack work in his shop on Strand Street. He taught Jack, uh, <clears throat> or sorry, he thought that Jack was a good worker, um, and he ended up teaching him to read and write. It was William Kneebone who taught him, um, who, like, helped him become literate. Um, but then, like, William didn't really need much help, and he wanted Jack to, like, be able to have a career, so he sent him, um, he, like, contracted him out to a carpenter named, um, Owen Wood, and this contract was supposed to last for seven years, so basically, it was going to set him up, um, to have his own career after the seven years was up, like, he was going to learn everything he needed, and, like, maybe get, like, an, uh, employee, or not an employee base, but, like, a, a client base from Owen after this time. Can I just say that I really like that Owen's a contractor and his last name is Wood. Yeah, and then there's Kneebone and what the fuck does he do? Yeah. He plays with wool. Yeah. Come on. Be a reflexologist. Could be at least finger bone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, if he ends up having a career of his own, we wouldn't really be talking about him now. So anyway, by 1722, when Jack was 20, a shopkeeper he knew bought a tavern called the Black Lion off of Drury Lane. And can I just say, like, do you know the Muffin Man? Yeah. Drury Lane? Yeah, that's this. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, it's not like this isn't that story. Oh, I thought you meant like it was based off of that or like it. They no, that. no, but I'm like Drury Lane, isn't that? Yeah, the that's the only other place you've ever heard it. <laughs> right. Okay. So, like, this Black Lion bar became, or tavern, became a hangout for the pre- the apprentices, especially Jack. So, like, the guy who owned the bar was just, like, he really told, like, all the local apprentices, he's like, come hang out at my bar. And, like, so basically they all spent their money there. 
Um, by then, like Jack, like I said, was twenty, but he was like a tiny man. He was five foot four and like very thin, but he was like way stronger than anyone expected him to be. He was like a brick shit house, but a, a really skinny brick shit house. Okay. Um, <laughs> he was funny and clever, and like he became really popular at the tavern just because he was like hilarious and witty, and like people really liked to like be entertained by him, I guess. And at the Black Lion, it was there that he found Elizabeth Lion. And that's Lion with an L-Y, not an L-I. It's very different from the Black Lion, because that's L-I. Yeah. AKA, her name was Edgeworth Bess. Um, Edgeworth? Yeah, people called her Edgeworth Bess. Okay, so Beth, Beth, hmm, Bess is like a nickname for Elizabeth. And mm-hmm. then Edgeworth was where she was from, so they called her Edgeworth Bess. Oh, which okay. is, like, of course she had a name like that because she was a prostitute. And it's just, like, you feel like they all have dumb names like that. Yeah. Like, back back then, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, like I said, um, she was a prostitute, and she, like, knew her way around crime and, like, making money in sketchy ways. Like, she could do pickpocketing and, like, all that kind of shit. Like, she would steal from people and, like, con dudes and, like, you know, do whatever the fuck she wanted. Like, that's how she made her living. And, like... Mm-hmm. Jack basically, like, fell in love with her, it seems like. Um, he pretty much blamed his entire life on her. Um, oh. For, like, all the bad shits. Yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah, I just met you, but you are the reason for the way everything is. No, no for, like, everything to come. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for a while, Jack worked his apprenticeship during the night and basically wreaked havoc. Or, no, he worked his apprenticeship during the day and basically wreaked havoc at night. Um. He, like, drank super heavily, and then um, he began uh, stealing when he was on errands for his master. So, like, they'd be like, go out and fix this shit for the Joneses, and he would be like, okay. So, like, then one time, like, his first recorded crime was him stealing two silver spoons from a client in the spring of 1723. (laughs) Because he would just, like, take shit and then, like, get rid of it, like, sell it or whatever. You know, just like a... He basically had his own pawn shop. (laughs) Right, traveling pawn shop. Um, Yes. Yeah, so most of his crimes, though, like, they went unknown. Like, this made him feel really untouchable, and he escalated to, like, a lot more heavy crimes. He stole a lot more from his clients. He quit his apprenticeship, um, and he ended up, like, joining this gang of thieves because, like, a lot of the times these thieves would get together, and then they had someone who would, like, funnel out all the stuff, and then, like, they'd get a cut. Like, everyone would get a cut. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and he also began living with Edgeworth Bess. Like, they lived in this place called Piccadilly. (laughs) I thought it was funny because Piccadilly. Um, at one point, Bess was arrested and imprisoned at this place called St. Giles Roundhouse. And so basically what a roundhouse is, is it's like, so they were in kind of a more, um, uh, like rural area. So a roundhouse was like, basically like, it was a circular jail, but it was only, it was like a holding spot because then like the police were going to put you in there and then they would take you into town where they had the real jail basically. Oh, so. Yeah, so it's basically like a fucking silo where they block you up for a day or two. Um, anyway, um, Jack got really pissed that they wouldn't let him visit her while she was in the roundhouse, so he broke in and took her home. Oh. Yeah. He's like, I'm taking matters into my own fucking hands. Right, right. So around this time, Tom, Jack's brother, comes back into the picture, and he ends up helping um Bess and Jack with all their burglaries. So the difference between like Tom and Jack though is that like Tom is stupid and he, oh. so he got caught a lot easier than Jack. And like at the time there was one point like he got arrested and it was like that point where like he was in deep shit. You're either going to get be in prison forever or you're going to get hanged. So oh, um shit. he 
was uh, afraid of getting hanged, so he ratted out Jack to save his ass. Mm. So then on February 5th, uh, 1724, Jack got arrested for the first time. And this is after, like, um, like two years of being a piece of shit. Right. And mind you, in 1720, uh, 1722, he only had two years left of his apprenticeship. So, like, he was almost good. But mm-hmm. it's like it was easier for him to make money and live in squalor. But whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So a bunch of people knew about Jack's crimes. And... So they made 40 pounds, like 40, like bucks, you know, 40 pounds off giving the magistrate info on him. Um, and this got Jack imprisoned at St. Giles Roundhouse. Fucking amateurs, because it's the, it's the roundhouse that he broke into to yes. get his girlfriend from. That's what like, I was just going to say. And I thought you said it was for women only, or maybe I just made that up. Um, if I did, let's just pretend you made it up because I, okay. I hope I, I made did. it up. I, I, I did make it up. <laughs> I probably fucking did. It was all me. <laughs> yeah, you. Um, okay. So anyway, so like Jack literally escaped within three fucking hours. So, so how he did it is he used a razor that no one bothered to confiscate from him. And then he got out through the fucking roof. Like he stood on like the bed thing in there. And then he like <laughs> etched a hole in the roof. And then at first he was taking his time, like trying to be quiet. And then he heard tiles or, or like the the um the roof things, shingles. shingles. He heard shingles like like falling off the building, and it was attracting attention. So finally he was like, "Fuck this shit!" And he like jumps up, gets out, and like runs away into the crowd of people. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, wow. So then in May, he got arrested again after being caught pickpocketing. So and then this time he was imprisoned at another roundhouse, but this one was called St. Anne's. Oh. Um, yeah. So I like that Bess, they're named after saints. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Bess went to visit him, and she was arrested for being an accomplice. And since he called her his wife, they, act- they like, locked them up together, like, in a cell together. Cohabitating in jail. Right. Um, they got sent to another jail, like a real one this time. And like, this one was called a Newgate ward, um, like within the prison. And I think the prison is called Newgate because that, that one comes back to us. Um, but then using their bedding, they like tied it all together and they got out of one of the fucking windows. Like they broke one of the bars out. And then I'm, I'm not sure how far away, like how spaced out the bars were because they easily got out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, this is, this is funny. Um, and then they also climbed a 22-fucking-foot fence. Again, what? It's like, is the fence made out of ladders? Right, well, and you said that he was, like, small, so... He's a small like, boy. The bar part doesn't surprise me so much, but being able to climb... Yeah. Just what the fuck. Right. <laughs> so, this was a huge story in the papers, and it wasn't because they escaped... But it was literally because Jack was so small, and <laughs> Bess was quoted to be a large, buxom woman. Oh my gosh! So I don't, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but it's I hilarious. don't know what that means at all. But large and buxom, it means that she was voluptuous. Yeah, she was. Or at least that's what that's what I think buxom means. Yeah, I, I think know. so. Okay, so then next up, there's this dude named Jonathan Wild, and he was like the mafia daddy of a crime gang and basically like he wanted in on the money from jack's crimes and he told jack he's like look bro i can protect you just give me all of your stolen goods 
and like maybe I'll give you a cut. And honestly, like Jonathan, that was kind of a shit deal. Yeah, that was a shit deal. <laughs> right. And Jack was like, no. Um. So then Jack makes this friend named Joseph, or we call him Blueskin. It's Joseph Blake, but he's Blueskin. <laughs> Blueskin. I don't fucking know. Maybe he passes out a lot and his lips turn blue. You know that could be. Um, together they robbed William Kneebone. They went back to the man who gave him fucking everything, and they robbed him, which just just mm, pisses me off. Very lame. Yeah, very lame. That's bad. Yeah. So Jonathan Wild got jealous, and he decided to get Jack arrested. So he used information from a ton of dudes that um he like kind of conned into giving him info to. I don't know. Um, and then he got Edward's Beth so drunk that she told him exactly where Jack was. Ooh. But, I mean, honey, she's probably like, you want to buy me liquor? Let's go, bro. I need some butterbeer. Yeah. I don't I don't know if they drink butterbeer. This is a Harry Potter. Sh- yes, they I'm did. sure that's exactly what they drink, uh. yeah. Okay, so anyway, there Jack was, again, arrested. He went back to Newgate Prison, but, like, he was in a different section. He was charged on three counts of theft, but they only had enough evidence to get one of those counts to stick. So he was sentenced to death to be carried out on Friday, September 4th. What the fuck? Yeah, but then he escaped once again. Oh. Right. Uh, That was on August 31st, 1724. Um, This is how he did it, and it's funny, okay? It's just got to... So, Beth and another person named Paul Maggot. Paul is a girl, I think. It's P-O-L-L. Oh. Maggot. Solid okay. Name. Yeah, solid yeah. name. So they distracted guards as Jack removed a bar again from his window. And basically, again, from being so skinny, he, like, slithered through the bar. Um, And then Bess put him in a dress outside the fucking jail. Oh, shit. And they went away. They got oh. away. Because he dressed up like a lady. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. Well, right. And, okay, I'm sorry, but the pinnacle of all that is that it was Bess's fault that he was in there in the first place. So she must have felt bad enough that she was like, okay. She's like, oop, gotta release my money. <laughs> I'm a friend, Maggot. I'll loan you a dress. <laughs> <laughs> if it was Bess's dress and she was so buxom, I wonder how big it was on it. Yeah, maybe he had a pillow stuffed in it or something. <laughs> I wish I could have seen that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, then Jack got on a boat and floated away. Except the story's not over, obviously. (laughs) Jack got pretty famous for being so naughty. Um, He ended up getting arrested again on September 9th. He's really good at getting caught again. He's kind of taking one for the time now. Yeah, Um, he's getting sloppy. Yeah, so he got arrested again September 9th. He tried to escape his condemned cell at Newgate, but he was caught twice bitch um so then blueskin and tom get arrested too which is just like come on guys can you hide a little bit better yeah it's just a cycle at this point like it's just a cycle yeah yeah um so anyway um jonathan wilde had ratted those guys out too so that's obviously why they get arrested um when blueskin was found guilty so like he was in a different section of newgate um than where Jack was being held, although, like, they were all, all, like, relatively close to each other. So when Blueskin was found guilty, he straight up got off from, like, the pedal, pedestal, I don't fucking know, from, like, the I'm not guilty, sir, spot of the jailhouse and lunged at Jack, or Jonathan, Jonathan Wilde, sorry, and oh, attacked shit. him. He slit his throat. <gasps> oh! Yeah. 
Yeah, and this made such a huge disturbance that literally, like, the entire jail, like, started, like, rebelling. They were like, what the fuck? I don't know. Well, yeah, they're like, this is a free-for-all. We can do whatever the fuck we want now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, um, it, like, was so much of a commotion that no one noticed that Jack was busy escaping for a fourth fucking time. Oh, my gosh. Right. And so, anyway, like, back when they're in jail, like, they're in shackles, and so they're in, like, shackles on your feet and handcuffs. Mm-hmm. So, he somehow how got, like, his hand shackles undone, and then he had his legs cut, uh, cuffs on, but he, like, couldn't get them off, and it kind of fucked him up, but, like, he was able to break a bunch of things, um, like, doors and walls and things, like, the wooden kind, not, like, stone. Um, and he was able to get out, um, but then before he left, he was, like, I have an idea. This motherfucker, he he breaks his way down in a path out of the the jail, right? And then he's like, "Mm, I'm going back to my cell quick. He went back to his fucking cell, got a blanket to help himself, like, jump to the roof. And I don't know how that means. Like, maybe he, like, used it as, like, a parachute or something. Yeah. Or something. Threw it down to land on? I No, because he jumped to the roof of another building. Oh. Okay, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, he, like, jumps to the roof of another house. And how would you love... To fucking live in a house next door to the fucking prison. Fuck that And all shit. of a sudden, you hear, like, <laughs> boom, boom, two feet. Right, room, like, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he breaks into the house because why the fuck not? Um, oh. Except, like, he left without even disturbing anyone. He literally was just like, I don't know where, why he broke in. Like, because he, yeah. like, went into the house and then he left. And then um, he goes down the road and he threatens a blacksmith to, like, take his legs his leg cuffs off. This is, like, a couple days later. So he's, like, been on the run. I think he's, like, hiding somewhere in the country. Um, and everyone was baffled he escaped, and there's this book by this dipshit named Daniel Defoe, like, okay, maybe I shouldn't say dipshit, like, but he, there's a lot of controversy around everything he wrote, because apparently it was all exaggerated, like, and this was, he had, like, a few historical stories, it wasn't just about Jack, but anyway, he wrote in The History of the Remarkable Life of John Shepard, quote, the devil came in person to assist Shepard's escape. Okay, the fourth time <laughs> the devil helped him because he's never done it before by himself. Yeah. No yeah, shit. Okay. I don't think so, but okay. Right. So then for two weeks, Shepard dressed himself up as a beggar, and, he, like, then he decides to break into a gentleman's clothing store, and he dresses himself as, quote, this is from a fucking newspaper from back then. A dandy gentleman. He dressed up as a dandy gentleman. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were going to say a gentleman's club. And I was like, oh, shit. He no. <laughs> no, a gentleman's clothing store. <laughs> I don't think they had strip clubs back then. I think it was just, like, brothels and shit. Yeah, probably. I feel like they were all dirty and, co- and like, beer-scented. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so, like, what his, what his dandy gentleman clothing were, um, a black silk suit. He had rings and watches. He wore a fucking wig. Also, he had a sword. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, and then he sold some of that stuff off. So, like, and then with the money that he got, he commissioned two ladies of the night. Oh. That's what it said. Like, that's literally what my note said. And I was like, yeah, ladies of the night. Well, yeah, uh, of course. Right. Right. So then the next morning, he was still drunk off his ass from, like, the day before, and he got arrested again. It's like, come on, oh. you got to be, like, a little bit more low-key. He's just making problems for himself at this point. Exactly. So then they get a little bit smarter this time, and they put him in a cell of Newgate that was called the Middle Stone Room, and, like, they weighed him down with 300 pounds of iron weights. Oh, shit. 
They yeah, were not like, going to let that happen again. Right. Well, yeah. they were not going to try to let that happen again. And one of the, like, like the very of the time things that happened was um, <laughs> rich people were so interested in him and, like, the, like, saga of him escaping and getting arrested and going through all his crime. They literally paid four shillings to go through the prison and just look at him. And four shillings back then, if you're wondering, is about $14 today. Like, just wow. to look at a guy in a prison cell. Yeah. Just, They're just like, oh, up. this is your fifth opportunity to see this guy in jail. Yeah. I was like, oh. Uh, this is well, probably the last time for real. <laughs> yes. Well, and um, my whole – so are they still planning on killing him? Like, is he still – Can I have literally, like, one sentence? Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. So on November 10th, 1724, Shepard had his, like – it was, like, a trial, I guess, like, arraignment. Um, Justice Powis uh, offered to reduce his sentence in exchange for information on other criminals. And Jack was like, fuck no, I ain't no snitch. And the judge was like, okay, fuck off then. He confirmed his death sentence. Ooh. Yeah. So then Jack's buddy, Blueskin, got hanged the next day after that. And oh, shit. Felt, yeah. They were like, well, peace out, fucker. And yeah, I, they're not what we have seen any time. Well, they, they made it seem, okay, so he was, the last time he had been sentenced to death was less than a week later. Like, they had sentenced him to death, and it was like the following Friday. Mm-hmm. But then Blue, Blue Skin, like, August 31st, Blue Skin, 31st. Sorry, August 31st, Blue Skin was, like, found guilty, and, like, he did that whole thing, and he attacked people. And you'd think that he would have been, like, like killed, like, the next day or whatever. Well, and, yeah, like, his stuff that he did was a lot more violent than Jack stealing from people. Right. Well, yeah, and this is, like, all the way in the middle of November, so this is a month and a half. No, this is two, two and a half months later, and they're still mm-hmm. holding him. Like, okay. So right. I just thought that was funny. Um. So, Monday, November 16th, Jack was taken to the gallows to be hanged. And he had a plan to escape with a small knife, but a prison guard found it and, like, like literally at the last moment. Because, like, at this point, they obviously had to take him off his 300 pounds, whatever, because they were, like, in a horse-drawn carriage. Um, and Jack was, like, tied up in ropes. One-third of London's population, which was around 200,000 people, gathered at the gallows to watch. Like, it was literally like a carnival. Like, there were drinks and, like, food trucks, basically. Like, it was insane. And, like, as they were going through, and, like, when I say, like, a horse-drawn carriage, he was literally, like, like, it wasn't, like, covered or anything like that. Like, everyone could see Jack. Someone Mm -hmm. handed him a pint of beer. Oh, shit. They're like, yeah. Here, homie, you need this more than I do. (laughs) Yeah. It was a good run, Jack. Right. Um, so they hanged Jack, but because he wasn't, like, a very big guy, like, I guess, like, the heavier you are, the, like, quicker it'll kill you. And, the, and I'm sure it's, like, a got a thing to do with, like, force, like, they drop the bucket or I don't fucking know. And then, like, you, I don't know. So anyway, the, it took the entire 15 minutes for him to die by strangulation from the rope. And, oh like, gosh. apparently they can only hang you for 15 minutes. And, like, oh. if you don't die, they just drop you and, like. Like, there's still a chance you could live. And Jack legit had friends um, who were about to go steal his body to take him to a doctor. Because, like, once he was down, the crowd literally, like, stepped. Like, they, they came in and stepped all over Jack to literally, like, confirm that he was dead. Basically, they pummeled him to death. Oh, my um, gosh. Because they, they and like, like, the police or whatever, like, told the crowd to do this because they didn't want his body to get stolen and possibly be revived. 
they thought he was which, could you imagine like this society right this motherfucker was basically a cockroach i'm sure that like if they had stolen the body they would be like i'm back bitches <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. um he'd just be like i got a kink in my neck though right um, <laughs> take me to the chiropractor <laughs> right um later that day he was buried in the churchyard of saint martin in the fields saint martin in the fields is a whole name church oh. of saint churchyard of saint martin in the hill fields wow yes. uh jack was 22 years old jesus and that my friends was the story of jack the jipper oh my gosh yeah that's crazy mm-hmm and i still because it's I'm, it's like you we say all this stuff like this whole like his really big crime spree after first getting arrested this was from february until november mm-hmm and then like, he and he yeah. was not killing anyone he was literally no, like, not that not that but he was okay to steal from people right but like he was stealing shit he was wreaking havoc and like back at the time like that's what they did and like this wasn't so bad like it got much worse um like in the 1800s like during the time of jack the ripper like everything was gross it was nasty disgusting mm-hmm. there it was even the people who made money hardly made money. You know, it was just, it was, there was literally the dirt fucking poor and the high society. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone had to sell their bodies. sell like fucking steal. You could hardly make a living off of doing anything. And then there were, everyone was also drunk. Right. <laughs> so it was like a shit show. And I feel like crime wasn't as bad back in Jack Shepard's day. However, mm-hmm. they took it fucking thirst. Thirst. Oh, yeah. thirst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, I like I like those kinds of stories because it's so long ago that I feel better about the fact that they happened. That makes sense. <laughs> right. It's like it was just so far removed. Yes. Like, but these you days, did a great it's like, job. Yes, I tried. It, that this was, was a lot of information. <laughs> oh my god! It was so many notes. There's so many notes. I have 13 pages. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I can't do it. One second. ASMR. ASMR. You don't do that. I don't like that though. <laughs> I don't like ASMR. Like, you know how some people are like, oh, it's therapeutic to me or it's mm-hmm. like calming or whatever? I hear shit and I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I don't like it at all. I don't like it. Well, yeah. So. Well, that was, that was very, very informative. And like I said, you did a great job. Thank so you. thank you for that. Thanks, buddy pal. Yeah, yes. it's, it's been quite the quite the ride to get here. Like, we've had tons of technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. Last week we didn't record because we couldn't get, like, my microphone just wouldn't work. Which I wonder how many batteries it has right now. 92. 92%. Oh, nice. I got yeah. 41. Last time. I better plug mine in. Last time we recorded, I charged my thing. It was at 100. I turned it off. Didn't turn it on again until the next time. You'd think it would be 100 because it was never mm-hmm. off. Zero. It was so dead that the screen, like, I could tell. Like, you know, like, when it's a black screen but it's on, it looks different than the black screen when it's off? Mm-hmm. That was the screen that I had. That was it. And then oh, it that's didn't do anything. It didn't do anything for, like, 20 fucking minutes. And then it said that it had 2%. And I was like, 20 minutes? It only has 2%? So I turned it off again. And then, like, I just went back after, like, another 15, 20 minutes to make sure that it was, like, working. Mm-hmm. And then it said 100. And I was like... I feel like mine I feel like mine has died like once and when it died yeah. it went from like 20% to zero yours went from like literally yeah <laughs> yours went from like 
half battery to fucking dead. Yeah, and then I remember that day. Fast, but yeah, I don't know. It's so confusing. It's so it confusing. Is. And like we have the exact same microphones, and mm-hmm. I feel like yours has been weird before. Mm-hmm. But then haven't had issues, and then I've never had issues at all. And hi. Yeah, it's just here, a fluke thing. It won't happen again. Okay. Okay. Alrighty, Rand. I guess there's only one thing left to say. And, and that, that is, is we, we will see you <laughs> next Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday, as I say in Great Britain. Oi.